UGC. Outdated or essential? Cut through the noise and reveal the truth with our free ebook created in collaboration with VideoWise. Learn proven strategies to encourage customer reviews, leverage email marketing for sales, and boost conversion rate by 9.2%. Download the ebook for free at flowing.com/slash UGC. How many people actually abandon their cart? If you use the right words, your click-through rates will be through the roof. Call attention to your call to action. <laughs> your goal is for your customers to click on the things. Welcome to Email Einstein, a podcast by Flowium. It's time to start honing your inner marketing Einstein. Tune in for the data-driven tips that'll make you a marketing genius. Here you'll find email marketing formulas and tips straight from the brilliant mad scientists at Flowium. It's time for your emails to start earning more money. It's time to unleash your Einstein. Hey everyone, Alisa and Vera here. We are two Hi everyone. <laughs> We are two <laughs> email marketers at an email marketing agency called Flowium. We are so passionate about email marketing and because we love what we do, we want to share our insights with you. Flowium is one of the fastest growing email marketing agencies in the world. We specialize in providing a premium full service e-commerce email marketing experience for all of our clients. Our service is tailored specifically for your business and is designed to help increase your online retail revenue by 20 to 50%. We deliver the right message to the right person at the right moment. That's what we're all about. Um, so today we're actually going to be talking about the infamous abandonment cart email series and four proven tactics that you can use for your future cart abandoners. But before we get started, our quick tip for this week is your emails could be illegal. Okay. What? <laughs> this is, what, it, what does that even mean? So how is it that you could be sending illegal emails? Well, there was a CAN spam act that was signed back in 2003 that applies here to the US that actually created legal requirements for commercial emails to follow. We're obviously not going to read the entire act for you because that's what Google's for. But one of the things that we see clients lacking regularly in their emails is including their physical address in all of their emails that they send to their subscribers. Super important. Here at Flowium, what we usually do is we include that information in the footer of the email, but you can include it absolutely anywhere you'd like. Mm -hmm. Basically, whenever you send out your emails, these kind of spam bots basically go through the email to make sure that you're actually including that information. And if you don't, more often than not, they'll just send your email into the junk box. Interestingly, interestingly enough. So including the address it actually helps a lot with deliverability. Um, and just generally, you want to be a law abiding email marketer. So make sure that you include that physical address. Obviously, if your business is from your house, you don't want to give your house address out to a bunch of random people. But you do still need to include some kind of address where you can receive mail for your business. So make sure that you get at least a P.O. box or something like that on there. Physical address is super, super important. It's going to help with deliverability and you are going to be a law abiding email marketer. So keep that in mind. Start sending emails that generate revenue on autopilot. Our step-by-step -step course will show you how to create highly engaging email automations that can add up to 50% to your revenue. Check it out at flowing.com slash LC.
Vera, hit us with what we're actually going to be talking about today. Alyssa, I'm so excited about this topic today because uh, we will be talking about the abandonment card emails. And I, I know that you guys probably heard about them. You can like them, you can love them, you can hate them, but you certainly can't ignore <laughs> those emails. That's for sure. Because um, all of us business owners, um, e-commerce marketers, we all come to that heartbreaking moment when you look into your analytics and compare website visitors to customers and you're actually seeing this like really, really sad numbers. We've all been there. You're spending like lots of your hard earned dollars on driving more, um, more traffic to your store through Google ads, through Instagram, Facebook, and yet you're not seeing the revenue. So it's, it's almost like a leaky bucket, you know, no matter how much water, AKA money you pour into that bucket. If it's not like retaining enough, it means that it's like leaking somewhere. And for <laughs> a lot that. of e-commerce like businesses and Lisa, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but I think for a lot of business owners, one of the biggest like leaks in their sales and, and funnels and marketing funnels is the shoppers who actually abandoned their checkout. I, I was surprised when I first started working with like email marketing. I didn't realize like how many people actually abandoned their car. So that's just like not car, cart. <laughs> so <laughs> study actually shows that, okay, Alyssa, let, let's play, let's play a little game. Like, um, you probably know this number, but how do you think, like, um, what is the percentage of the abandonment, uh, cards, like r rough number, like what, what, what if I had think? to guess off, off the top of my head, I know what the number is, but just thinking about when I started out with email marketing, I would have guessed something like 30 to 40% of people, something like that. Right. Right. And I feel like a lot of people think like this, but actually study shows that 75% of people put yeah. items in their online shopping cart only to leave it without like completing the purchase. And this number is just like, it's insane. 75 freaking percent. That's a lot of potential <laughs> revenue. Like if, if you ask me and this cost online retailers, like a lot of money, I found this fun number. It's so big that it doesn't even register in my head. So uh, the cost of online retailers of the money that they are losing is like 260 60 billion in wow. lost revenue per year. Wow. And it's like every year. Can you imagine? So yeah, so like 75% of people leave the items in their cart and they never return. But that doesn't mean that you have to uh, admit the defeat, right? The the good news is even though we can't like eliminate the abandonment cart completely, we can still like minimize um, the the likelihood of, of what happening. And this is actually what we'll be talking about in this email. But but first, Alyssa, give us more information. Like what is abandonment cart and, and why people actually abandon this, uh, their shopping carts? Yeah. I, I'm still thinking about $260 billion so that's 260 with nine zeros after it. I'm like, what, what is, is that? <laughs> what is that number? I think it's, it's like, it's, it's nine like zeros, budget, right? It's like a budget of Canada. <laughs> I'm joking. No offense, Canada. It's like, I love it's, this country. It's just I mean, like, that's it's a, a crazy, it's a crazy amount of money. And people don't really recognize how much they're leaving on the table when they don't put these into place. So, um, right. Abandoned cart emails are emails that are sent to someone after they abandon their cart. Okay, kidding, 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 but not really kidding. So I'm going to kind of paint this <laughs> as like a bit of a picture for you and then you'll kind of get a better idea. So when you're online shopping, you find something that you really like. 
You add it to your cart and then you decide it's time to check out. You add your email in, you go to the next page, you begin the process of adding your shipping address, figuring out the taxes, um, how much it's going to cost to ship. And then you see that grand total and then you come to that awesomely fun part where you actually have to pay for the item. You have to put your money where your mouth is and plug in your card information. And then you think, I'm going to wait, I'm going to hold off, I'm distracted, I don't know. There's like a million reasons that we'll go over in a little bit. But you kind of forget all about that amazing throw pillow that you're going to buy. And then four hours later, ping, you get an email that's in your inbox and you open it and there it is. It's that beautiful, amazing throw pillow that's going to look so good on your favorite spot on the couch and the company is telling you we're holding the item in your cart for you but you have to act quick because it's gonna sell out and then you think wow chivalry isn't dead and people care about me and the throw pillow that I want so you make the purchase and now you're happily awaiting your new throw pillow to arrive at your home and that is an abandoned cart email in action and a successful one in action. So, okay, now that you kind of have this funny little story about what an abandoned cart email is, now you're wondering, okay, do people actually do this and why do they do it? And like, I would never do that. I know what I want and when I want, I get it, whatever it is. So going back to that statistic that Vera had mentioned, over 75% of people abandon their cart. So it's very clear to us that over half of the people that will be visiting your e-commerce website will most likely abandon their cart. So it's important to have this in place. And the reason why people abandon their cart is, oh my gosh, I'm looking at like (laughs) 10 different reasons. So they get distracted for whatever reason. They forget what they're doing for whatever reason. They have to switch devices. Their phone dies when they're in the process of making a purchase. They get put off by the price of the item. It's, It's more expensive than what they thought or the shipping costs a lot or there's an issue with the website or the checkout process is really obnoxious and you're like, yeah, no thanks. Or they're looking at the return and exchange policies and they're a little complicated. Or they think, oh, I saw this pair of jeans on another website. Let me go check and see what the price looks like. So they're going to go and compare. Or if they're just browsing and kind of playing uh, make-believe window shopping where you go to the <laughs> you go to the cashier and then you think, ah, I don't want this anymore. The list goes on. I mean, there are so many reasons why people can actually abandon their cart. And Vera, I know, I know you want to kind of expand on this a little bit too. Yeah, but the thing is that like majority of those people who abandon their cart usually plan to come back yeah so if you're like not uh sending them that abandonment card emails like to to refresh their memory you're just like leave and 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 you will leave the serious money on the table so uh, even if you only do the very basic abandonment card flow it's still better than than nothing you should begin to see your revenue grow and your return of investment grow even with like the simplest uh, one email uh, that you will be sending to your customers and then you can reinvest this additional cash in like other parts of your business which is which is exciting so it would partially fix that like leaking bucket thing but definitely the abandonment card process starts even before we get into the email if you can like smooth the checkout process for your customers that's great if you can like eliminate those like additional costs that's great that would help you with the abandonment card issue as well but we will be talking about the emails because hey we are emails geeks (laughs) so (laughs) we we love emails and we'll be addressing like this uh, portion when the customer actually leave you their email they put something into the card they forgot they leave and then we start doing our work here so Alyssa what is the 
first and kind of like the biggest um, recommendation that you can give to the customers uh, about the abandonment cart flow? So the first kind of best practice that we always drive home to a lot of our clients, because especially because our clients are business owners and they don't specialize in email marketing, they just have a very broad idea of what it is. They're really anxious about sending too many emails, which I mean, we both totally get it. You know, we've seen clients who send like five or six emails in one day (laughs) and they do that (laughs) Monday through Friday. But we've also seen clients who hold off and are so stringent with how many campaigns they send in a week or in a month that they'll end up only sending two and their revenue is like completely on the way down because they're not doing enough. So with the abandonment cart flow, we strongly, strongly recommend sending multiple emails to engage your shoppers, not just one where it's just a quick reminder because that email tends to have the highest open rate, but you're not going to see peak revenue being generated from that first email. You actually usually see it on like the third, sometimes fourth email that you send within that abandonment cart flow. So as an absolute base, two to three emails minimal because one email is just not enough. You're still leaving a lot of money on the table when you just send one email. Actually, Clavio did a study where they basically took all of the abandonment cart emails that all of their clients do, and they compared the open rate, click-through rate, the um, revenue per recipient, the total revenue across a three-month span between their clients who do one email versus seven emails and anyone who's kind of in between for an abandoned cart series. Um, The clients that kept their abandoned cart emails to about three emails, just as kind of a general best practice across the e-commerce world, they actually did a bit better than anyone else um, because all four metrics, so that open rate, click-through rate, um, revenue per recipient, and the total revenue, they drop drastically between emails three and four. So that's not to say that adding more emails is not beneficial, but it's not always necessary for every single brand. So again, general best practice kind of across the board for most of the e-commerce world, two to three are enough, but you do have some instances where four emails is necessary or five, six, seven, you know. Um, Here at Floam, we actually have a template that we use for the abandonment cart flow that includes seven emails. But again, not all emails are necessary or even make any sense for all of the clients that we work with. So I have one client who we have seven abandonment cart emails in their flow. And then I have another client who has three. So the the differentiator between them is the fact that they're both in different industries within the e-commerce world. So you have to just decide what's right for your brand and what's right for the audience that you're trying to reach. So the reason why we have those seven in the template that we use is because they provide ideas for future optimization of abandonment cart flows or just emails in general as we continue in the life cycle of a client between Floium and the actual client. So it gives us opportunity for optimization and we also have the potential to expand those series based on what we think is doing well. So just to kind of give you a quick rundown of what we use, email number one is just usually a reminder that something's in the cart. Email number two, we provide reasons that the client or the customer should buy from the brand. Um, Email number three is usually some kind of a discount with a 48-hour deadline. Email four is a reminder of that 48-hour deadline discount. And then the last three emails are completely optional. I mean, completely optional. Um, And again, the first four are also optional in the order 
order, what you include, what you don't include, whether your brand offers a discount or not. But the last three are we provide some kind of pre-sell content where we provide information, a blog post, an article, something informative, educational that's going to add value to the subscriber's life about the item that we're now going to sell in the next two emails. So usually we choose the best seller and that's a conditional email based on whether the person had added that best seller into their cart or not. So usually what we like to do is focus on turning them to that bestseller if for whatever reason they didn't want to buy that throw pillow but our bestseller is the chair that the throw pillow usually goes on we'll sell that chair to the person to get them to at least convert into being a customer they're buying our bestseller our most popular item the item that makes most customers the happiest and then later on down the line they'll come back and they'll buy that throw hopefully so um, again the idea for behind all these emails is to use what's absolutely necessary and to ditch what's not and the thing to also remember is that you need to get these emails in front of your potential customer ASAP as soon as possible because the longer you wait, the less effective the abandonment cart series is. So that's like the first thing that we just really want to really, really push. You want at least two to three emails in that abandoned cart or else you're going to still be losing a ton of money right off the bat. Vera, I know that you have a, a very strong opinion about the next yeah. the next best yeah, practice. I, yeah, but before we go to the next best practice, I uh, want to just add a few things. So basically, your abandonment card is your opportunity to address all of those concerns that your customers have before they purchase the product. If they like dropped their card because the price of the shipping was too too big. You can hit them with the discount for the shipping or mm -hmm. if they had some kind of questions about the product, you can hit them with um, FAQ um, section link or something like that. So this is your, your kind of chance to get to know your customers and to start building the relationship with your customers. So that's why, Alyssa, I like completely agree that one email is not enough. It's mm -hmm. better than nothing. So still, like if you guys have one abandonment card email, good for you because a lot of businesses don't have it at all. But in this case, we do recommend three or more. And yes, Alyssa, I do have a strong opinion about the second, <laughs> about the second best practice. So the second best practice for the abandonment card is to use an incentive to attempt shoppers back. And there is a lot of, um, there is a lot of like disagreements happening in the industry about the discounts and incentives and stuff like that. And one of the most popular strategies to recover those abandonment cards is actually to include some kind of like discount or some kind of incentives. But because this is such a popular tactic that basically everyone was using at some point, we have conditioned many of our customers to actually expect something from us. And I'm the same. I'm never purchased anything without like the discount. I'm always yep. waiting for this discount in the abandonment <laughs> card. And we, we talked about it, Alyssa, with you. But hey, I I am one of those people who are conditioned to receive those um, discounts. And the big risk here is that frequent discounts will devalue your product over time. That's why we don't recommend giving discounts right away. That's why we don't recommend to giving the discount in that very first email of the abandonment card sequence that you are sending um, to your customers. You don't have to sacrifice your profit and margin with a discount like right away. Instead, save those discounts um, for your last email emails or for emails number three and four or whatever. You should consider um, 
like maybe even given different incentives based on like different card size and stuff like that. This is a bit of an advanced, like advanced email marketing. But hey, as I said, you don't have to sacrifice your your margin and, and your profit because this is not why we're here, right? So right. one of the tactics that we are using for our clients is that we have this kind of like a VIP customer who has been inactive for months and then he comes to the website, he abandons a car with a big ticket item. So this guy or this girl should be treated differently from the person who just like placed the gum into their uh, cart and left. So <laughs> we kind of try to in- push those guys first and then um, and then maybe give some offers to that other customers later. And besides, discounts is not your only option. So offers such as free shipping and leveraging your loyalty and rewards program. And Alyssa, I know you, you are the, the pro in <laughs> in everything the, when it comes to the uh, rewards program. So yeah, <laughs> rewards programs like free shipping offer, maybe freebie or buy one, get one. It's a good alternative to good old discounts. And um, humor actually is another good, um, basically good approach that you can use uh, for abandonment card email. So we had the client who used this uh, title in their abandonment card. Your shopping bag has abandonment issues. <laughs> Open rate on <laughs> that email was like you wouldn't believe that was crazy so there's like fun humorous messages it's another way to kind of bring value to your customer or one of my favorite is this save this items hours of therapy and give them a loving home i loved it (laughs) i loved it i love this copy it's so like witty so fun and that's another thing that you that you can use. You don't have to be giving discounts, but it's yep. always nice to give them some kind of incentives to continue doing the business with you in a way. Yeah. So what, what do you think about this, Alyssa? Yeah, I love it. That copy is like, I know it would get me. For me, it's like, I see that and I'm like, yep, that's funny. I'll, I'll make the purchase as long as it's a reasonable amount. You know, it's not going <laughs> to break the bank, but it's true. And a lot of our customers are like, well, I don't really feel comfortable doing a discount. What else can we do? And that's where we kind of have to put on our strategist hats and and really think about, okay, what is a strategy that's actually going to work for this brand? And we have to kind of get in the mindset of the persona that we're trying to attract to this brand or the customer base that we're trying to attract to this brand and, and get an idea of like, okay, what would work for us and if we were in their shoes? And so we have to translate that into some form of email marketing strategy, especially when it comes to the abandonment cart, because we want to make sure that all our clients are receiving all the benefits that this flow can bring. So it's definitely huge. And the incentive side of things is it's the world we live in, isn't it? I mean, people people are willing to do stuff as long as you promise something in return, but it just depends on what that promise looks like. So for some people, it can be pretty small, but for others, they're expecting like, hey, I want a 50% discount if you want me to purchase this. And that's not really what we're trying to achieve for our customers. So the the non-monetary incentives, and it's something that we as account managers at Floium discuss all the time. And when someone has a good idea, we immediately share it because we know how difficult it is to come up with these with these different ideas of of how to get people to come back. Um, and an, another really good incentive just to think about too is to add, to add to the list that Vera gave is um, to create a level of urgency. I haven't used this personally, but when you can show people that this item that they're looking at buying goes out of stock really really quickly and it's a hot ticket item and people want to buy it, you know, it makes people feel like they're either missing out or on, on something or oh my god. I got to take advantage of this and get this before other people do. So you almost create this like weird customer competition where 
other customers are almost competing with each other and they're like, well, I want to get this before someone else does and that kind of thing. So uh, it's definitely interesting to add. (laughs) Tell us more about the uh, practice number three. I know you are really good with the next thing that we'll be talking about because you worked with this like progress before. So tell us about the good practice number three. Yeah. So um, the third thing that we definitely focus on when it comes to abandonment cart emails is to be personal and relevant. And I don't know if you guys have noticed yet, but we really love that word relevant. So (laughs) um, (laughs) abandoned cart emails are so personal by nature because you're basically targeting this potential customer on some form of activity that they kind of secretly had on your website. So they didn't obviously notify you personally like, hey, I'm thinking about making this purchase. What do you think? Um, So because you're reaching out based on activity that they assume that you don't really know about these emails do have to be personal or else it's kind of creepy. So most of the time our abandonment cart emails have little to no images in them. Why? Because we will always, always, always include a dynamic product block where an image of the item or items that the subscriber had put into their cart will be featured in that email. So if you put a pair of jeans in your cart, you'll see that pair of jeans in that reminder email of the abandoned cart email. Without that block, you would basically be telling the customer to just go back to your store to start the process all over again. So it's kind of like the same idea as putting items on hold at a physical store, a brick and mortar store, saying that you'll be back in 24 hours, and then you go back and they actually just put put all your items back into the standard inventory of the store. And you're like, uh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I asked you to hold this for me, um, which honestly that's happened to me before. And I was like, I mean, it's infuriating because you have to go through that effort of this is what I want. This is the size. This is the color. You put all that effort in and then they just kind of throw that effort down the drain. So that's why we personalize these abandonment cart emails. It's really important for us to remind people of what they've previously added into their cart so that it can jog their memory and remind them of why they were interested in the first place. The other thing is sometimes we'll call people by their first name in these emails. Sometimes we'll throw in a little discount based on the order value or the item that they're purchasing. As Vera mentioned, someone who's buying a $2,000 item is probably going to get treated a little bit differently than someone who's buying a $1 item. There's different value to each customer for each brand. And as we had mentioned in our last podcast, um, some clients even personalize the email template for their abandoned cart emails based on the product. So Roosevelt's, for example, they send out abandoned cart emails based on the item that the subscriber popped into their cart. So if you put a SpongeBob t-shirt in your cart, you're going to get a SpongeBob email template for your abandoned cart email, which is really cool because it just makes the emails more fun, more personalized, and also makes the recipient feel more special. And it's more relevant to that person. And relevant emails are all about what your subscribers want to see. So um, that's definitely something that we really, really strive for is making sure that these abandoned cart emails are as personalized as possible. From calling the person by first name to having their items right there for them to see and the size and the color that they chose and and everything like that. So that's really huge for us. Yeah, I I 100% agree, Alyssa. And the more relevant the email is, the higher are the open rates, the click-through rates. So you're basically delivering what your customers need. So this is this is huge. Yeah. And my, uh, my good practice, so the good practice number four is kind of like linked to that thing that you talked about. Mm-hmm. So good practice number four is to focus attention on back to cart call to action. So with cart abandonment, the action is pretty clear. Like we want them to finish buying the freaking product. That's <laughs> why bold and attractive call to actions are very, very important. So you 
need to make it easy for your customer to to know what they have abandoned and then you need to put like a bold easy to see call to actions right like right below that product blog that you mentioned Alyssa so so they know where to click and so they don't have to go through this like shopping process from from the very beginning and the most important uh, call to action deserves like the center center stage so another call to action that you can also have in your emails may be something uh, related to your support so maybe you have the page with frequently asked questions so you can also link it or maybe Maybe you have some testimonials that you want to link. That's that's all good as well. But the center stage is definitely for the link to the abandonment card. And actually how you phrase your call to action has a big impact on your click-through rates as well. If you think about it, like asking people to buy from you is probably one of the highest levels of commitment that you can ask from a customer. So this is like a big deal, like to ask them, hey, buy from me. So instead of using like good old buy now or shop now, we are trying to be like more creative and we are trying to use something like less aggressive. So something more like a low, low commitment call to action, you know, so something like make this jeans yours or reunite with your cart. I love this one, by the way, or yep. save the items hours of therapy. As I mentioned, this is probably by far my favorite, save the, this items hours of therapy and give them a loving home. Love it. <laughs> it's maybe a bit too long, but yeah. So we are trying to be creative. We are trying not to be like too, too aggressive, mm-hmm. but believe me, if you use the right words, your click-through rates will be through the roof. So you can also use something like snag, grab, score, gain, all this like slang words, but just don't tell your English teacher because <laughs> he or she will not be happy about it. But hey, it, 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 worked. it works for us. When you use this like unique word like this in your call to action, you call more attention to your call to action. Can we say that? Yeah. Call attention to your call to action. Yeah. This is like very repetitive, but <laughs> this is like exactly exactly what I mean. Your goal is for your customers to click on that thing. So use use your design, use good wording, use your creativity and don't be too, too pushy and too, too aggressive. So maybe like stay away from this, like buy now and shop now and get creative. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Well, there you have it. That is your four proven tactics to creating an abandonment cart flow. Before we go, we do have a community question related to our topic for today, which is great. So the question is from Maddie and she said, I use Clavio for a clothing boutique. Do you recommend an abandoned cart flow and or a browse abandonment flow? This is an awesome question. (laughs) That's a good one, yeah. (laughs) And it's so loaded and we could literally go on for days, but um, I'm, I'm gonna try to make this really brief. We will eventually go over browse abandonment later on down the line, but we've obviously today gone through all the benefits of an abandonment cart flow and it's rare that you'll ever hear either myself or Vera tell you to not use an abandoned cart flow, but... Browse abandonment is similar in the sense that you have someone that's shown legitimate interest and you now have an opportunity to capitalize on that. So really briefly, for those that don't know what it is, a browse abandonment flow is when someone is on your website, in this case, looking through your inventory of clothes at your boutique, and they happen upon a pair of shorts that they like, for example. They click on that item and they go to the product page that belongs to that pair of shorts. They'll look, they'll analyze, they decide they like the shorts, but not enough to actually begin the abandoned cart process. 
process or to even be begin the checkout process at all. So what they'll do is they'll close out the product page and move on to another website. And then a few hours later, an email will appear in that person's inbox that reminds them that they were interested in those shorts and that they're still around to be bought. So that's how it works. It's very, very useful to have a browse abandonment flow in place. But a few things to note, with browse abandonment is it does not work for subscribers that regularly clear their cookies on their browser. Um, and it will not work for someone whose profile does not already exist in Klaviyo. So this series is really targeted at people who have subscribed to your emails at some point and they have an existing profile in Klaviyo. Just really quick stats, usually averages on browse abandonment emails look kind of like over a 50% open rate, over 10% click-through rate, and usually over about $1 and change in the value per recipient. And just for a little context, the stats that we usually like to look at for emails is over 25% open rate, over 2.5% click-through rate, and over $0.08 cents per recipient. <laughs> so these browse abandonment emails are huge in the sense that they provide really solid metrics and really solid revenue generating opportunities. So we don't usually recommend doing more than like two to three browse abandonment emails at the most because the thing is, is this person hasn't actually started the checkout process. They were just looking at an item. So you don't want to be too aggressive and go crazy, but they're excellent. And we would definitely recommend implementing both the browse abandonment and card abandonment as this is just another easy revenue generating flow to put into place. But I'm sure that if we had to, had to, had to choose just one, we'd probably always go with the abandoned cart just because it's so effective. But and Vera, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're you're with me on that. Um, yeah, yeah. Totally, totally with you on that one. And um, they are different, abandonment cart and browse abandonment. Sometimes people uh, use this uh, words like like it's the same word, you know, but mm -hmm. in reality, it's like two different flows targeting two different kinds of people, right? So abandonment cart would work for everyone, for people who purchased before from you, who hasn't purchased, for your yep. um, Clavio subscribers, for people who are not subscribers. And browse abandonment is only for that small, small segment of people who is already your Clavio subscriber. So, uh, but great questions. So thank you so much, guys. If you have any other questions, send them our way. Uh, we will link our um, contact information in the description box here. So if you have any questions, just post them in the comment to this uh, podcast as well. And by the way, don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends, with your family, with your loved ones. It means a lot <laughs> to us. And um, this podcast is kind of like an introduction to email marketing. But if you guys have more like technical questions or you want to get involved in the community of like advanced evil marketers, <laughs> did I just say that? <laughs> email marketers? Uh, join our Facebook group. It's 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 a really great community. It's called literally called Clavio Community. So go there, join the Clavio Community. If you have any questions, the group is super awesome, very very helpful. Just post your question there, and these people will be there for you. And if you uh, want to go like one step further, and if you want to get the professional advice on how to establish a solid email marketing strategy, um, just visit flowium.com/contact and sign up for a free consultation. And someone from our team will schedule a call with you guys and will. Uh, help you out with your email marketing strategy. And again, this call is completely free. So we'd be happy to talk to you. Awesome. I love it. So now that you have some information to the basic flows, you've got tactics on how to really dive into one of those flows. So now what? <laughs> Who are you going to send these emails to? Um, so next week, we'll actually be talking about how to build your subscriber list from scratch. And this is one that we get so many questions on and you definitely don't want to miss. So um, thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you next week. See you next week. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to Email Einstein. Can you feel that? Your marketing brain just got a little bit bigger. We ask that you please use it wisely. You've got all the theory you need to get out there and start boosting your sales because great emails equals revenue squared. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to claim your free ebook and learn how to drive conversions with UGC in 2024. From fresh ways to use UGC on your website to revenue pooling email strategy. Discover actionable insights to master your UGC game in 2024. Stop missing out. Go to florium.com slash UGC and download this ebook for free.